Hello and welcome back to the Billion Dollar Movie Club. This is a show where we look at movies that made a whole lot of money. And then we go, huh, I didn't expect that to happen, but that's cool. And then we wait two months and we're like, oh shit, it crossed the bar. I guess we have to talk about it now when there's no hype around it. But here we are. See, that's the thing. We give you the piping hot takes from two months ago. We let it settle and we let it digest before it shits out of us. All right. We are your co-hosts. Who are we? Uh, I am Pawan Mehta. And I am Christian Masinson. Hello. I hope you're enjoying us in your ear holes once more. Or if you've or if you're going through it right now, you know what? I hope you're enjoying it just consecutively. It's like we never know never left. We never, never left. We never, never left. <laughs> Oh, are you rapping Rap God right now? A quick update on the status of this podcast. There were plans for season two, and then life is hard. So I think the plan right now is that we'll return for uh, the one-offs. If anything, when they actually the make the money. And hopefully we'll uh, get back to season two one of these days. Because we want to talk about... Little Women in a Hidden Life. Were yep, those, those, those were the those were the two movies. <laughs> and we'll get to the best of 2019 one of these days. However, we're not there. Point. What film are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about uh, Spider Man uh, three three three. Well, we did that already. We did three already. No, nah, but this is three three three. There's only two Spider Man threes though. But this is this counts as like the Wait, three oh. to the other three. <laughs> so is this in uh, is this either related to Wendy's four for four or the Asian supermarket five five five? Uh all of them. Wow. Because oh, three, 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 four, 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 five, five, five. It's, and it's, where's... Pres- it's the order. This is the prequel to those two. Is it also a prequel to nine nine nine, the DS game? You know what? That that one they went into the future for. People weren't ready for that yet. We got to build them up to it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we just skipped numbers like Ocean's 8 to 11. Well, you got to save room for the sequels. The sequels to what? To 8. Oh. Hold on. So where do 8 and a half and 9 come in? So eight and a half was the director's cut. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, nine, that was the uh, straight to DVD uh, sequel. I do remember this now. Eight and a half was the director's cut released about two months after the launch of Peacock. Yeah, yeah. The boost subscribers. Spider-Man: No Way Home, <laughs> directed by John Watts, with a budget of two hundred million dollars, released on December seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. 2021, that's odd for, yes, it is the first pandemic movie to gross, uh, to, to make this milestone. It's yeah. opening uh, weekend. All the, all the movie uh, producers were like, damn, we in a pandemic. And then Spider-Man bust out the gate and said, we in a pandemic. Oh, which bands? Uh, the rubber bands around the, around uh, money bills. I see, I see. Spider-Man opened to an opening weekend of $260 million. 
It is the second highest grossing opening weekend of all time. And it's Behind. The first, uh, which one do you think it is, Paul? Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Endgame. Uh, Spider-Man is the first movie in the pandemic to open with a gross uh, opening weekend gross of over $100 million and $200 million. <laughs> it would be number one for four weekends straight until it was dethroned by Scream 5. Oh, I saw that (laughs) Oh, did that one make a billion dollars? I don't think so. Oh, I didn't know we had a rule where we could only watch movies that make a billion dollars. Is is that what we're adding? Yeah. Oh, no, that's That's going a lot of things. That's why I spent a billion dollars to watch Little Women in 2019. (laughs) So we could talk about it on the podcast. But don't worry. Although Scream 5 came and dethroned Spider-Man, Spider-Man came back swinging for the next two weeks uh, until it was dethroned again by Jackass Forever. In total, Spider-Man has spent six weekends at number one and is the first film since Avatar to spend six weekends at number one. Breaking news from Rebecca Rubin at Variety. Breaking news from December 26th, 2021. Spider-Man No Way Home becomes first pandemic-era movie to smash $1 billion milestone globally. It did so in 12 days, tying Force Awakens for the third fastest film to do this. Number two was Infinity War with 11 days, and number one was Endgame with five days. Currently, No Way Home sits at $759 million domestically and $1.804 billion worldwide that means it is currently number four domestic and six worldwide in the all-time gross but let me note let me note it's it's not done no it's not done first off uh i think there's a question if it could cross two billion and if so will it go higher it's currently the highest grossing film to not hit that two billion dollar mark so we'll see how far it goes uh more notable it's according to box office mojo I love their at, top 10 lists. <laughs> so do Tom Holland and Jacob uh, Patrick Long. Um, by, uh, on this day, February 14, 2022, it is about $1 million behind Avatar. What do you mean? In its domestic gross. <laughs> so by next week, it will hit number three. Actually, at this moment, it might be crossing into number three domestic. Come on, this may this film or made so while much money. you're listening to it, it might cross. You never know. Juan, obviously, the viewers don't need to hear what happens, but it's been two months since I've seen this picture. Can you refresh my memory, please? So this is going to be a fun one since it's been a. Uh... You know, I, I can't even fully recall if I did watch the movie in theaters. Uh, I don't know if that happened. I might have just learned it, about it through Twitter osmosis. Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. So let's, let's Andrew see. Garfield saves Zendaya eight times in the movie. <laughs> let's, let's, see what, let's see what I could come up with. Okay. So we pick up right at the end of uh, never, never Getting Home. Oh, wait, that's this one. Far from home. Yeah, that one. We pick up right from the end of that one, where um the the mystery the mystery man uh docs Spider Man gave the address and everything. 
and then uh we get we get some shaky cam as he's carrying MJ through the New York streets as he's like what's what's going on and then everyone finds out he's the spider boy and his life is ruined and he can't get into college now for reasons and then he decides he's gonna he's gonna try to get in and uh he corners one of the admissions officers for a school and then and then MIT, right? Oh, that's 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 a tentacle. That's a tentacle from a classic movie. Oh no, that's a bomb from a classic movie. What what are they doing here? Oh right, I skipped the entire Doctor Strange. Yeah, what are they doing here, Juan? What are they doing here? So so Spider Boy was like, what if they don't know who I am? And then oops he does the thing where i said before and then this the tentacle man and bomb man show up and then electricity man shows up and then reptile man shows up and sandman shows up and then he fights and then aunt may's like yo what if you help them and then he's like all right i'm gonna help them and then that doesn't go well and then aunt may goes bye bye and then he's like, oh, I lost. And then, oh, no, we see two more portals show up. We get two more spider boys coming through. And then with the spider boys help, they go to the Statue of Liberty and do a fight, a fight. And then uh, and then the thing is resolved. And then he's like and then Dr. Strange comes back because he was missing for three fourths of this movie. He just dips and then comes back. And then he's like, yo, um, I could I could do a thing. But if I do the thing, you would be nobody. And then um, he does the thing and Peter's nobody. I don't think those claps were picked up on the mic. Clap, clap, <laughs> clap, clap, clap. clap. Now, let me preface. I, I believe we both enjoyed this film for what it is, yes? It was, it was pretty fun. But I think the fact that you completely forgot about Doctor Strange in that <laughs> synopsis is the epitome of what this movie is. Because I also forgot about Doctor Strange in this movie. It's, it's fan service with enough uh, heart and uh emotional stakes that it's digestible it's it's not high art but that's fine it does what it needs to do it's it it's well. like you know what it is well it's like a bowl of cereal oh. you eat on a saturday morning while you're watching your cartoons <laughs> so are you telling me that no way home is fruit loops Yes. Is Tom... Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you get the insider scoop? Are you dropping the the leak that Tom Holland is playing Toucan Sam in the (laughs) film adaptation of Fruit Loops? Nah, nah, nah. See, the thing is, he's going to be the cameo at the end of Fruit Loops. He's going to be... uh, He's going to be that captain dude who's got the... 
Captain Crunch. Oh. They're going to age him up with the CGI for that. Wow. The magic technology. But yeah, I enjoy this movie. It's a lot of blah, blah, blah to get to the the fan crossovers. And then it's very fun. Everyone's committed to what they want to do. And it's very delightful. What do you think? It's fun. But I will say it it feels like uh, Toby Maguire is just there. Oh, like 100%. 100%. Like he's just there to stand there and be like, hey, I'm here, guys. He's so like extra moody in this. <laughs> and I don't know. It's not even like the cartoonish. It, it feels like angst from three. It feels like the thing is. They, they didn't know how to vibe the Sam Raimi style with this I, as I don't much. Know if I, I think it's more of what do you do with that character? I think it's very obvious there's loose ends from the Amazing Spider-Man, that Andrew Garfield spider, you know what to do with it to, to make some sort of arc. I guess it's him. He, he has a moment with the Green Goblin at the end, right, Toby? Did he? <laughs> Is, doesn't the goblin stab Toby? I don't remember. <laughs> I think that's the closest thing we get to an emotional beat to his character. But See, this, that, this is where there. you're getting the uh, the fun, insightful moments where we're trying to recall a movie we saw two months ago. But I, I, I don't think it's... All right, again, I'm sure I mentioned this in the past on this podcast. I 100% agree with the... Uh, Scorsese's evaluation of, of Marvel movies, and I think he uses that as a general term for all blockbusters nowadays, but when he says Marvel movies are theme park rides. Because when I think of this film, right, I don't think there's much cultural cachet to it. What are the memes? What are the references people are saying to each other? What are the one-liners that we remember this movie for? I mean... The things I keep seeing are just the three spider boys hanging out. Yeah. And like people on TikTok are acting, duetting the uh, Green Goblin moment where it's like, that's some trick you got there. Well, I guess there's that's there that then. I feel like the cultural conversation about around this movie died after like two weeks. And has only been reborn... Maybe it's just in my sphere of of Twitter uh, when people are mad that it's not. Well, you know, let's picture. give it an Oscar. Let's let's just throw it an Oscar. It was nominated for something. <laughs> but, 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 but but best it picture was. It needs best picture, man. Tell me one other movie that came out in 2022 that held the culture's attention. In 2022, <laughs> Jackass Forever. <laughs> Uh, I'm very intrigued by the J Lo Owen Wilson rom com "Marry Me." It's a oh, classic... that's not Ben Affleck. I thought they no. they were gonna have another. Yeah, give it a year. Give it a year. But yeah, I, but, I. I mean, that's the argument I keep hearing. Which, even so, do you categorize best by cult like? audience appeal i don't think so but the people who say it i feel like didn't watch i i i think we did get this 
deep into the the should Spider Man be nominated for Best Picture topic, but we did. We but let's dig. Let's dig. Here's my thing, right? Because this is the conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. It comes out, and everyone's like, "This is the first movie I see in a theater in two years," and. They're like, wow, this is the I'm going only to risk movie. getting the new variant for this movie. <laughs> oh God. I I've mentioned to this you in off air, but uh <laughs> I saw the movie and the lady next to me was coughing the entire movie. I'm like, oh God, thank God you have your mask on. But I just like the people who want that are the people who only watch this and nothing else. Yeah, or it's like, why don't they nominate movies I've seen? It's the insulary way that society is nowadays. It's the way that <laughs> I, I keep bringing this up because it's so funny. It's the way that that dude was so upset that Parasite won Best Picture. Please, he was, please. I don't know if you told this on the podcast. Please uh, explain this. Okay. So after Parasite won Best Picture, mm-hmm. you know the uh, anti SJWs came out of the woodwork, being like, "Oh, this." foreign film came out here and won best picture thanks academy for giving into the wokeness the woke agenda the woke wave and uh there's this one specific video where this man was screaming the entire video saying raise your hand if you saw parasite no one i know saw fucking parasite and it's like it's, it's a video you won't see if we rose our hands hold on hold, also- on hold on hold on i i question this all right wait wait, wait right there Listeners, raise your hand if you've seen Parasite. So many hands. My goodness. Go on. I guess we just have a uh, distinguished audience. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Very distinguished. Of taste. Hmm? Big fan of peaches. <laughs> yeah, they love that uh, Justin Bieber song. <laughs> Get him from Georgia. <laughs> I like that we both had that thought. But go on about this uh, this video. So uh, this this dude was like, no one saw Parasite, and of course, because this because of course this dude loved Joker, he couldn't not talk about Joker in this rant where he was like, you know what? Let's let's talk about Joker, okay? Let's it's about a, a movie about the poor and the look down upon and how society like the mental health health and the dis- we just look down on all of it's like. I mean, he said he didn't see Parasite, so like, sure, but <laughs> that's one of the weirdest parts about this Spider-Man Oscar thing is that it didn't get nominated, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Academy is so high and mighty, make a fucking populist choice one of these days." This is the same Academy that nominated Joker, and Joker was the most nominated film that year. Bohemian Rhapsody, which made a shit ton of money, won the most Oscars that night. They've nominated Avatar. They've nominated Dune's nominated this year. Yeah, that's the thing. Even this year, Dune was nominated for Best Picture. So the argument isn't more popular films. It's specifically Spider-Man. But you know what? You know which big popular film was snubbed this year? Where are you going with this? Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I forget which you one. Don't know, you don't even know. Both <laughs> films. Both films were nominated. They did a they did a Tekken cross Street Fighter Street Fighter cross Tekken. There were plans for two different versions and one never came out. 
the thing was that's the one that brought movie theaters back baby okay was was that before or after mortal kombat it was after but no one saw mortal kombat there were okay. some people that went to the theaters to see uh godzilla versus kong may may i may may i describe a weird sensation my mind has mm -hmm. my mind associates months with colors based off of like i think it was like like my kindergarten classroom calendar <laughs> and so march and may are the same color in my mind i know it's one of those months i know for a fact mortal kombat is april so i can't figure out which one it is oh then it might have been before mortal kombat i think it was march wow the other green month so yeah it's it brought back <laughs> cinemas where's the recognition not even not even for visual effects what is this what is this it it almost it was shortlisted for visual effects. You know what got in instead? Fucking Spider Man. Spider Man. I guess we, got, I guess we have to talk about this movie at some point. <laughs> Spider, hold up, hold on, no, no, no. Before we do, let's start the beef. Spider Man took Kong, uh, Kong and Godzilla's Oscar nomination. Yo, Godzilla so... would eat any of these Spider Men. Literally, of course. Of course. <laughs> What's the hashtag? Hashtag. Uh, Kong Godzilla eats Spider-Man. Godzilla, Spider <laughs> Godzilla eats the Spider-Man. Eat that Spidey. So, so yeah, this movie. movie. Um, I have I have more stuff. I, I'm curious what your thoughts of if we were talking more Oscar related stuff because that is kind of the big conversation about this movie. The right thing now. is, like, when I think in terms of Oscar Oscar things, I think beyond, I think this movie's strongest point is the nostalgia play which you could maybe chalk up more so to the right to the script i yes. think i think it does it well yeah. you get movies like i think of i liked the 2016 ghostbusters but the cameos in that movie are shitty like it's a one scene is like someone calls for a taxi and it's dan Aykroyd pulling up and i swear he says i'm not afraid of no ghosts that's and beautiful then, there were like three cameos in the credits. That's Sigourney beautiful. Weaver and Ernie Hudson aren't even in the actual movie. You know, speaking of uh, credit scenes, let's talk about how this one was literally just a trailer from Doctor Strange Doctor 2. <laughs> They've done that before, though. They've the just done credits before? No, uh, no, the trailer, you mean? I mean, right? the trailers and the yeah. credits, yeah. Uh, first Cap. First Cap in America, the post-credit scene is a trailer for Avengers. Oh, yeah. No, but that still felt like a scene more so than a trailer, didn't it? I believe it's a the scene of Nick Fury seeing him and then cut to snippets of Avengers. But I may be incorrect. It's been a year since I watched that for uh, mm -hmm. our Avengers episode. Or maybe it was a Civil War episode I watched it. Yeah, but see, the thing is, there was at least one other... Oh, wait, no, that's Captain America. Oh, yeah, I didn't see the first Captain America. <laughs> that one. That's for, a fun one. Well, no, I mean, I saw it back in the day, but not for the podcast. Uh, if we're talking about post-credit scenes, there is another post-credit scene in this film. There was? <laughs> Your favorite character of 2021. What year is it? 2021. <laughs> Howard the Duck? Juan. <laughs> the man went from playing one of the great villains in the Billion Dollar Movie Club history, Bane. And oh, yeah, Venom. Universe. <laughs> I'll, How do you I'll be honest. I had no idea what was. I had no idea what was going on at the 
during that scene in this one and during its equivalent scene at the end of Venom 2. I had oh. it made it made no sense. Oh, as someone who did not watch Venom 2 and was only aware that they were connected to the MCU from reading like an article a month after that film came out, very confusing. But how do you forget Tom Hardy, Venom, and Danny Rojas in one scene together? So going back to how this movie's appeal is in its script, everything else, like, it feels competent, but not exceptional. You know what I mean? What, what are you talking about? Like the I think cinematography, the, I think, color grading. I think that in, is In fact, of, if anything, there were a couple of moments where it felt like the cinematography was, and like they didn't know how to accentuate moments. It just felt pretty bland overall. Like uh, the moment where uh, Aunt May was killed, like yes. that impact moment. I think that's part of, and, and let me just shout out, Mauro Fiore, I believe is how you say his name. Turns out also DP of Avatar. <laughs> Two visually different films. Um, I think One visual di visually distinct. Yes. Not this one. <laughs> No, I, and I, I, that's where I want to go with because one of the, I, one of the big uh, notes you've had about the MCU as we've gone through these films is the lack of, of color and, and distinct palette for each film. And I think this is a case of where the uniformity of the MCU pulls it down. It's so dark and so hard to see. I don't like that final fight with all the villains because you can't tell which Spider-Man's who fighting who. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's also dark and 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 nothing But it's also clear. A, it's also a problem of the costume designs are so similar and you got to go for that iconic costumes. Sure. Yeah, everyone's favorite the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man costume. No, but I mean Garfield, you say who, that I, now. You say that but like, all right, everyone, there is a, there is a, a critical resurgence yes. of uh, I, reappraisal of those movies, though. I don't, I don't know if I agree. It's probably liked, just kids who grew up with those movies. I liked them in the moment. I have not watched them since then, but that's a hundred percent. People just rewatching this movie and be like, oh, I like him now. A hundred percent. I mean, I think there are people who did Sure. Before this movie came out, we're like, yeah, I really like those movies, but like they were kids. Yeah. But this weird resurgence of people being like, hey, give Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 3 is just people like, give it Marvel, whatever you do, I'm there. And I'm like, hey, did we let, let Garfield do like tick boom too? <laughs> well, there you go, Marvel fans. Andrew Garfield is nominated. <laughs> God, he's so good in that movie. I like that um, both he's, you could pretend he's nominated for this one. Both Garfield and Cumberbatch are nominated in the same category. They're both in this movie. Unless, did you forget again Doctor Strange is in this movie? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the other thing about Doctor Strange in the MCU overall. He's had one movie and then he's just had like bit parts in a, yes. movies here and there where it's like, thankless and easily removed especially in this in thor ragnarok well he is in thor ragnarok because <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like why do why would 
I feel like the Marvel uh, like rushes through getting to a sequel when they have a hit. So it only felt odd that Doctor Strange has waited this long for a sequel. It's coming this year, supposedly. I think it was an issue like they had with Ant-Man where the director had like a falling out. Yes, of two. But still, that's six years is a long wait. Which I feel I feel pretty bad for him because <laughs> he was trying to Scott Derrickson was trying to go in a darker like more horror tone for yeah. two, and they were like, "No, we can't do that. This is a family franchise." And now they're marketing it as like, "Oh, this is a horror." <laughs> Did you see? I saw the tweets already yesterday because the the trailer was on during the Super Bowl, and people are like, "Oh, thank God, Sam Raimi's directing this movie, and it's a couple of shots that are a little." horror-esque uh we'll see how far they go i enjoyed the first doctor strange so i'm not against it i liked its visuals i'll give it that come on don't worry you got some of that in no way home <laughs> i completely forgot about that too because <laughs> it's such a weird fight like and doctor strange is supposed to be this ultimate being is like bro you lost to a kid in high school a kid in high school fighting in this realm that he's never been in. Also, the fact that like Spider-Man is like, yo, I beat you with math. He was a literal doctor, doctor. a surgeon. <laughs> well, surgeons don't use math. Have, have you watched Grey's Anatomy? They don't ever do math. Oh, uh, it's 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 just an odd, odd, odd film, this one. I will say because you, were, I do think that cast brings it. Whether it's Tom Holland, leading I'll be honest, I don't think Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, but I also don't think he has anything. Like, to I, do. I love him being here and all that, but I, I can tell you, he did not bring it. He was just hanging out. I will say two things on Tobey Maguire. Number one, I don't think he has anything to do. His Peter doesn't get anything. <laughs> Number two. I think he's the weakest of those three actors of the three Spider-Men. I don't know about that. Maybe I just haven't seen enough of him. I, I, I really think it's his Spider-Man just doesn't gel with this style of movie. Does he not do quips in, in those first three? Not really. I don't remember. I mean, the times he did do quips, it was very obviously corny. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's you, Goblin. It's you, but, Goblin. It's you who's out of his mind. <laughs> but I will say, I think Defoe's Green Goblin is that camp, that over-the-topness of that first film. And, and this film finds a way to make it a little more sinister. Sure, but then again, it's the thing where I think they have more freedom to do that with villains than heroes. Sure. I feel like I enjoyed Alfred Molina in this, but I can't think of anything he really does. I love how uh, Reptile Dude is just there to be like, yeah, I'm a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in these movies. I'm, I will say, a little mad we don't see uh, Paul Giamatti's Rhino. Like, if you're going to make fun of a character's motivation like that, go Sorry, we're coming back to that later. They make they? fun of they make fun of reptile. <laughs> Is his name reptile or lizard? What's his name? Lizard, whatever. <laughs> I don't 
I, I feel like there was a shot where it was like his reaction to something and that's it. I mean, there was that scene where they were all in that dark basement. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, you couldn't have come up with a like better looking basement for this, uh, you know, magician's castle. Do they show them capturing Wizard? They must, right? No, he's just there. Like they, they come down here and then and then Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I got this guy. <laughs> he's a clown. <laughs> um, that doesn't feel right. In case we're wrong, please send an email to the to our email. Juan, what's the email? All right, we do actually have an email. Uh, billion Dollar Movie Club at gmail.com. I loved that we had the joke and then you're like, let's make a real email. And now the time calls for it. You had to say it. <laughs> you had to say it. I think Tomei is very good in this. Marissa Tomei is always great. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little, I was, I had it spoiled that she dies. I was a little sad to get that spoiled, but she, it's a very nice moment between her and Peter. She delivers the uh, great power. Power is a great responsibility. Line. But it doesn't feel like it fits in that moment. Sure. I don't think we got enough of, of Aunt May really guiding Peter in the first two movies. I don't think we got purchase. much of uh, either of those characters or like. Like together. That and. Just, I don't know who these people are because the script says one thing, but what we see says something completely different for the first two. What do you mean? In the sense that they keep saying like, oh, we're th- this small family from the, you know, from, uh, where are they? Where are they? Queens? Bronx. Well, yeah, we're this small family from Queens, but here I am uh, making these billion dollar deals. Well, isn't part of that the fact that Tony befriends them and then and gives them but the thing is, even in Far From Home, they, they act like they're still that small family, which that's not true anymore. I don't think they're going to like turn to lavish wealth people in, in the span of that time. I think. Sure, but they're still talking. I know it feels like saying. there's conversations where they're like, we have to worry about money when it's very clear they don't. Are there? There's not like a, oh, how do we pay for college conversation? Not Not to that level, but like you know, middle class sort of thing, not wealthy the way they are. Hmm. I would, yeah, I don't know. Like Aunt May, single aunt, raising this kid she didn't ask for. <laughs> She's used to penny pinching. I completely forget that John Favreau's in this. He was in this one? Yeah. It's his oh, apartment yeah, they go his, to. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that are just thrown into this movie. It's a lot. Which is always my fear about this movie is that there would be too much that we can't uh, glom onto anything. Is that the word I'm looking for? Glom? Is that yeah, a word? Sure. sure. <laughs> um, latch on. Glom there. on. Well, latch I mean, on. latch on, it's a more like that, whereas glom is a full-bodied. Sorry, it's more like what? <laughs> it's more like what? Uh, latch is more like a you know one link connection so okay. it's like you just got it and then it's there whereas glom is full body you just en- engulf it what does a web do if i were to shoot a web i'd say that's a latch all right, all right. so I, I thought i feared there'd be nothing to latch on to but i've um i don't know you've i feel like there's thousands of clips now of, 
of Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield talking about that brotherhood of the three Spider-Men. And I think that's the what everyone latched onto. Which, that all the other stuff going to the side was fine. Which, if that was the main point, they should have came earlier. Do you think? Yeah. Because there's so much of this movie that happens before that. Sure. And like, what is what does all that mean? At if all we're grabbing onto is that are these small moments at towards the end of the movie? I don't think that's the main point of the movie. Is the the brotherhood? I think that's that's what unites the three Spider Men and makes that trio so strong. I think there's enough in this movie exploring growing up and 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 leaving home and realizing that you can't take everything with you that 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 the full movie explores i what i think of these movies right okay here's here's a question i have okay you ready for this sure um what was with the home motif in the titles all along like it's not a big theme of these movies i don't think it is you don't think so I, when I think of home, I think of comfort, right? And uh, Homecoming is about him wanting to be an adult really soon, wanting to be Spider-Man and realizing that, hey, let me stay where I am and I'm not ready yet. That's what the first movie is. And, and enjoying his youth. The second one to me is him realizing he can't run away from growing up because he's, he's trying to throw away the Spider-Man and get up and he realizes, no, I have to... I have to I have these responsibilities now. I have to do it. Three is him trying to bring his past with him, trying to not let go. But when he realizes he has to let go and he has to move on, him moving on is him becoming Spider-Man full time. And so the comfort blanket of home, I think, is, is the central piece of this. I had never thought about that till right now. So tell me if that sounded like it made sense or not. I mean, it feels like you're grasping at straws, but I'll give it to you. Oh, it's it's no no. What I, I like what I like about these three movies comparatively mm-hmm. to the original trilogy and the Amazing Spider-Man, right, is that we get to focus and really sit with this high schooler. I think Amazing Spider-Man, he's high school throughout that entire first movie, second movie, not. And in the first Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one, he graduates and then they're like, hey, here's our first Thanksgiving as adults. And that timeline moves so quick. And so as someone who loves- I just remembered, uh, I saw a clip on Twitter of that uh, Thanksgiving scene where it shows where you see the beginning of the scene and it's just the three of them sitting around just staring at each other waiting for Peter to show up and as soon as he opens the door they all just drum up Peter <laughs> because it's like they have nothing to say to each other yeah I, I, I like this for for the the expression of, of, of young Peter home oh, I see it um we haven't talked about Zendaya yet, or Jacob Batalon's uh, Ned. 
they they do a couple of wacky hijinks here and there feels like they yeah, do find, a portal thing i find the mj character so odd because she's such a a loner in that first one and she kind of completely loses it in the later two which it, i guess it feels like as soon as she she said the line uh she switched characters yeah I guess because when you're... like that's that's when she was Michelle and now she's MJ. I guess when you're like a a teen, you switch phases, right? Like, but thank God Zendaya can sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I I do really love her scenes with Peter at the end. That final kind of goodbye when when Strange is about to send everyone back and wipe the memories um, is 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 really heartbreaking for her and and. Uh, Holland and then I, I do enjoy that scene of Holland trying to say hi to her and then that's more on the Holland than Zendaya no offense Zendaya uh, of the dramatic stakes of, of that final interaction at the, the diner where did she work it was a uh, bagel, bagel donut coffee yeah it was but, a um, Dunkin Donuts off brand wow uh 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 Fuck, what's another word for Duncan? A bunkin bonuts, if you will. There you go. Selling them bonuts. <laughs> and then I I uh Ned really gets lost in this movie. But I do really enjoy the fact that we get to see his house and his Lola. And as a Filipino, oh, I yeah. love that she just speaks to Galug. And there's no subtitles. And it's very wonderful. I, I saw someone tweet that it's like. The biggest scene in a movie in 2021 features Filipinos talking to Gallagher. <laughs> and that felt nice. What what am I forgetting? Uh there was Sandman. Sandman was here. Yeah. Oh, I left that because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> He does nothing the entire movie and then Toby saves him and they have this little interaction like there's some mistakes. I don't even remember Sandman really talking to Toby in the third movie. Uh, no, they Anthony. did. At the end? Yeah. So when do they grab Sandman? What do you mean grab him? Because they yank them all from the, the point or in theory they yank them all from their original universe right as they're about to die. Right? Oh, yeah. Sandman I think, die. I think the idea is that uh, it was after the events of Spider-Man 3. Right. Because he oh, was already on that, like, I just want to get back home to my kid. I, I helped you, Peter. We know what's good. We're good. We cool. I would have loved to see more Thomas Hayden Church. I think he's one of the best parts of Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Now, did I say that on our Spider-Man 3 podcast? Who knows? Opinions change the, over time. I was going to say something. Oh. The th oh, right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Well, you shake the your thing is, is important. The thing is, it feels like there was a good amount of redemption in this movie for um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Boy yeah. with that moment where he saves... Uh, the others, MJ. 
which as someone who hasn't seen the movie but saw the clip it was an okay like as someone who saw that original clip but hasn't seen that movie that moment hits i get it as someone who saw this moment in this movie it it didn't hit part of well this one moved so fast i think like i was in that theater and everyone was like what I felt that. I, the thing when you're in a Marvel movie in a theater. Okay, you know what? Let no, me no, exp- no, 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 no. I know. I, I was like, the thing is that mm-hmm. so many people fucking love these movies that they will believe everything, and they'll take it, and they'll go for that ride. You know, what, let me let me say why that moment doesn't work for me. All right, it feels like. So you okay? All right. So uh, that was that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie with uh, one of the Deschanel's. Five hundred days of summer. Yeah, that one. With Zoe Deschanel. Where at the end, there's the other one. There's someone who's exact looks exactly like her, but is named Autumn or something. She does not look like her, but she is named Autumn. Go on. Um, and then the idea is he's latching onto her now. And yeah. that's supposed to be he's doing a bad. That's what it feels like in this case, where it's like they're just seen as re- like exchangeable in that sense. No. Where it's like, I couldn't save that one, but I saved this one. I don't know if I agree with that. That's That's what it felt like to me. I think it's... You know, lo- losing someone's a big deal, but to feel like it's your fault, that's going to take a toll on you. And so there's, he assumedly that would affect one's percep- perception of themselves and for him, his perception of himself as a hero. And so this is the way proving to himself that he can save the day. And also I know, because I've, I've, I've listened to Garfield talk about this. It's, it's him helping out his brother when he failed himself. And maybe that's just me being colored by hearing Garfield talk about it. It just feels like the um, parallelism is too specific for it to not feel like they're just exchanging. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's uh, uh, an instance that would happen often, I would think, if you're Spider-Man. Your loved one's falling and you have to save them. Hmm. Because even Dunst falls like that in the original trilogy, right? Sure, but that wasn't a moment that was supposed to elicit the sort of thing that this is. Because yes. this is supposed to be that redemptive quote-unquote moment. Yeah. I don't but know. But it, it feels differently for him. You know what? Because of We're saving history, this right? for later. Okay. <laughs> we can save it for later. I'm going to bring uh, that up during fixes. Let's shout out some more of the talents. Uh, our boy, Michael Giacchino, does the music in this film. He's done a number of these films. Did you notice the music podcast. in this movie? Um, I feel like I enjoyed it in the moment. Nothing stood with me. But yeah. also, like, that's not... 
it's the thing about doing the superhero sequels is that so many of them are so iterative of the previous entries a lot of the time that it's it's tough for them to really stick out. Hmm. It, it, it's like, I like what he does in Incredibles 2, but it's so similar to Incredibles 1 that I'm not like, yeah, Incredibles 2 got that good music. Were you like that for anything in Incredibles 2? <laughs> I like Incredibles 2. Yeah, but were you like, yeah, that thing in Incredibles 2 for Yeah, anything. Incredibles 2 got that. They got that cool uh, Elastigirl bike sequence. That's a fun They got scene. that cool thing where Jack-Jack absolutely terrorizes a squirrel. It's a fucking raccoon, and that scene's hysterical. <laughs> it should not be as funny as it is, but it's hysterical. Uh, co-written, this film co-written by Eric Somers and Chris McKenna. Uh, they are big names who've done the other Spider-Men but I have a lot of affinity for them for community. I'm sure I must have mentioned this on our previous Spider-Man episode. Chris McKenna wrote the uh, Chaos Remedial Theory episode of Community, the the alternate uh, universes one. Oh, ha, ha. I, see, I see what they did there. I guess that's all he could write. <laughs> I love all the alternate universes in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they took Jumanji, the board game, and they're like, yo, what if we made that into a video game? And what if we made that video game a real world that people went into? Alternate universes. Mm, you're right. I feel like Jamie Foxx is solid in this movie. His oh, character yeah, gets, he was there. <laughs> I think his character gets a bit of the, the cheesy one-liners you're looking for. But he, he's very serious when he does them. Unless I'm misremembering this. I mean, he also has that moment where he calls attention to the fact that none of them are black. <laughs> I did find that funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just the oh, brotherly shit. love of the Spider-Man. I forgot huh? this okay. film features Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock. In one of the Again, most... this is, that is one of those things where I'd imagine at a certain point, Marvel's going to shoot themselves in the foot with how insular they're being at this point. Do you remember like a month before this movie, there were leaks of like screenshots of the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was the one of the three Spider-Men standing in like the Statue of Liberty. And then it was Matt Murdock. And I was like, oh, oh that's cool. People, and then, oh, right. I remember uh, people were talking about that. It's like, that can't be Charlie Cox. He's too fat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I hate the internet. Wait, he comes in this. He's a lawyer that they're consulting with. And then if it wasn't enough to just see this man you already know, someone throws a brick and he just catches it. He's like, I'm a good lawyer. And that's it. Literally adds nothing to this. But that's what it feels like at this point when the characters cross over, which maybe that is a thing that just happens in the comics all the time. You don't want Doctor Strange in these movies anymore until he don't. (laughs) I straight up don't because it feels so disconnected. Here's what we'll do. We'll take him out. His his uh his uh cape will still be in these movies. Like, I straight up don't know who Doctor Strange is. 
but just, he keeps just, showing up. Just imagine Hugh Laurie's house with magical powers. I don't even know if that's who he is. <laughs> because uh, the thing is, it's just like the way he's treated in the movies outside of Doctor Strange. It's like, whoa, he's Benedict Cumberbatch wearing those, that outfit doing the sorcery thing. <laughs> you know who does excite me in these movies? Every time we get to see uh, uh, B.D. Wong's Wong. No, no, it, Benedict Wong's Wong. Wow. Is it B.D. or Benedict? This is a Benedict, right? I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tell you. It's You're confusing, racist. though, because there's, there's a B out You're of D racist. I apologize. I apologize. Benedict Wong, yes. Um, I, I love that he goes, oh, white people are doing shit. I'm going to walk away. I'm not being part of this. And I'll say, this is the second best cameo he has in a Marvel movie this year. What I will also say is... It says a lot about the fact that we don't know who Doctor Strange is. That before this film came out, people were wondering, "Is like, yo, Doctor Strange wouldn't do that. This must be an evil Doctor Strange." <laughs> or a dumb. Well, I, I do like. I, I love how yeah. fan theories could just illustrate how bad your property <laughs> is at t- conveying a story <laughs> or characters. Just in terms of how out there they get. I think it's a mixture of that and what we want from these movies. What we as a society want, right? They want to think that these heroes of these films are perfect, pure good. Right. I feel like there's an element of that. I don't know about that. All right. If anything, you could say they wanted that about Superman, but I don't think anyone wanted that from any of the Marvel characters. Strange is an asshole in Doctor Strange. Why would you be dumb enough to say, oh, he wouldn't mess with the time warp theorem? Because he's he knows it'll ruin everything. He's smart. That's why he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> he's He's smart enough to know not to do that but he's stupid enough to lose to a high schooler in his own dimension <laughs> because ha- the kid you know was smarter than him. <laughs> we got to start a petition uh, for the MCU to nerf Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, it's too far. Shout outs to uh, J.K. Simmons, who's in this movie. Yeah, he's there for like yeah. two seconds. Yeah. I- Hey, J.K. Simmons always good. J.K. Simmons. You know what it feels like? It feels like they were set. They they finished the script for the last movie and they mm-hmm. set it up with uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, and then they were writing this one and they were like, "Well, shit, we set it up with him. We got to put him somewhere. <laughs> I guess he has to be in this movie. Let's have him try to be a newscaster. Is that what he does? He's outside of not made eyes." Yeah. Uh, I they're here in the briefest of moments, the briefest of moments. But I fucking they, love. They kiss the screen. They kiss the screen, and you know what? I accept that kiss because I fucking love Martin Starr, JB Smoove, and uh, Hannibal Burris in this movie. 
Yo, is Captain America still a war criminal or something? <laughs> oh, what is Havel's line in this one? He has another funny line like that in this one, and I can't remember it. Be- beats beats me. And the other one I want to shout out. Um, I'm shouting out because I just watched Grand Budapest recently again, and he's wonderful, but I don't know what the fuck he does in this movie. Toy Revolution. That's the other thing that I hate about this trilogy. They don't, there's no realistic footing for this high school. Like, his flash is right. He's right. How so? Because, he like, about? straight, okay, in Homecoming, everything he griped about he was right to gripe about. But he's an asshole. No, he wasn't. Yes, <laughs> no he more, is. No more of an asshole than your typical high schooler. Don't eat Wait, wait. Is the party in Homecoming at his house? Was it? I thought it was at uh, the, the girlfriend's house. I remember. Because if it is at his house, then you're right. People do actually like him. But if it's not at his house, I do not know. I do not know, and I cannot tell you. I, I, the thing is, they just treated him like shit. You know, it's like that one like comic of, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but the one where uh, it was like a Chick Tracks, where it was like uh, the man at the pulpit, and then the the audience is like, shut up. And it's like, they hated Jesus for he was correct. <laughs> and that's the other thing where this feels, that's why, that's why Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man didn't fit in this universe. It's because his version of Flash was the stereotypical bully. But in this version, they're living in some weirdo, wacky voodoo world where the bully is the one that gets bullied just for existing. Really so no wonder why Spider-Man. he had trouble finding his footing trying to make sense of how his Peter Parker would exist in this wacko, crazy cuckoo pants world. Wait a minute. He's trying to like profit off of Peter in this one. He's like, oh, I'm friends with Spider-Man, right? Oh, yeah? You know who else was trying to profit off of the main character of one of these franchises? Damn, what was his name? What was his name? I'm blanking on his... Is it the villain from Avatar? Is the villain from Avatar? No, I'm talking about uh, Transformers 3. The the guy that we both loved from those movies. (gasps) Oh, 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 <laughs> motherfucking me. Um, oh, God. I see his face. I see him in Big Lebowski. I see him in Big Lebowski. He was in fucking Gloria with Julianne Moore. His name is escaping me. Fuck. I said he should play Luigi in an article I wrote. Fake fan. Why is it escaping me? I can picture him getting suited up in that one Transformer movie. Remember? <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, where there was like the Dutch angle of his tidy whities. 
John Turturro. Turturro, thank you. Thank you. Did we oh. hate Turturro? I don't say I hate Flash. The characters in those movies hate Turturro, but we love Turturro. The characters in these movies hate Flash, but we love Flash. And you know what? Considering how much he was shat on for the first two movies, I don't blame Flash. He deserves to get that bread. I enjoy him in these movies. No, but I mean in terms of like, no, in terms of how he would uh, be in the uh, universe itself. Group dynamic. Yes. The way he latches onto them. See what I did there? See what I did there? I I genuinely think so, so. Okay, hypothetical. I'm in that universe. I go to that high school. Sure. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. I need the full picture. What is your first period class? Uh, my first period class is uh Captain America's gym class. Oh wow! <laughs> and and what are you doing today in, in class? Um, we're playing around with shields. Oh, wow. And is there some sort of emblem on the shield? No. No, they, wow. they don't have the money for that. That is really realistic. Keep going. <laughs> like, in that universe, I'd, I'd, after they'd be shitting on Flash, I'd be like, yo, you okay, buddy? It's all right, man. They're just haters. They, they know you're right. They know. But they can't admit it to themselves. And then by the time the third movie rolls around, I won't. I wouldn't be like, "Man, you changed." I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'd be like, "You know what? Get that bread." The ends justify the means. You know what I say? You know what I say? I don't. I don't even think it's an issue of that because at <laughs> that not. point they deserve it. They do. They do. And I think the listeners deserved this episode so far. <laughs> Do you say anything else you want to say about this movie? I like it. It's fine. It's better than the previous two. I don't know if I agree with that. I think this is my number two of the three. But then again, you're the one who didn't like the Sam Raimi trilogy that much, so... One. Don't even... I know we're ranking these films. In my head, like if you were to picture it, imagine Into the Spider-Verse is a blimp in the air and all these other movies are underground. Can't even tell who's on top of who because Spider-Verse is so good. See, that's why you're wrong. (laughs) Spider-Man 2. Enjoyable film. One of the best superhero movies. It's arguable which one between that and Spider-Verse is better. It's easily in the top thousand great superhero movies. Yo, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to rank some films. We're going to fix some films and there may be a game for Pawan to play. Games are fun. May I say game because I don't know what else to call it? Yes. We'll be right back. Oops, all Spider-Man. And we are back. Can you believe it? We are back. And Pawan, we're going to play a little, let's call it a game. Oh, we're starting with the game? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so much controversy on whether or not Spider-Man should be nominated for Best Picture. But mm-hmm. these are coming from plebs, fucking serfs who don't know cinema like we do, yes? Sure, yes. We know peak art. We know A24. Oh, all the great A24 movies. All right. Spring Breakers. Then. Spring Breakers, that's one. Under the Skin. That's another one. Under the Silver Lake. Is that A24? Yes. Oh, all right. Two more. The we don't have time for this, Juan. Why are you on this? We don't have time. We have other games to play. Juan? We're going to go through the best picture nominees. I'm going to ask you, A, what do you know about this film? And B, if you've seen it, do you think it's more or less deserving than Spider-Man of a Best Picture nominee? And if you haven't seen it, I'm going to ask you, based off the little you may know about this <laughs> film, do you think it deserves the nominee? All right. The nomination. Let's do it. Let's do this. In no particular order, let's start off with Dune, the other Zendaya vehicle. No, this this does not deserve it over Dune. Dune Dune was a great movie. Perfect. That's all, no. you, know, that's all you know about Dune is that it was a great movie. Yeah, I saw it in IMAX. It was fun. It was good. What do you know about Nightmare Alley? I saw that one too. It was it was fun. Uh, be- beautiful look to everything in that movie. Mm-hmm. That that show every frame is a painting. Mm-hmm. That that was made for uh, Guillermo del Toro, and that shows in that movie. I concur. Which was more? Which is more deserving, Nightmare or that Nightmare Alley? <laughs> oh, Next we're just film? doing movies from this year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm this year's Best Picture nominees. Well, I just I I'd like to imagine. Never mind. I I don't want to change the game on you. Next film, Belfast. 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 Ah. You know, what I know, you know it's I know it's the Kenneth it's the Kenneth Kenny boy, Kenny 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 Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, yes. Kenny Branagh. <laughs> Branagh. Um he's finally getting that uh that buzz back after uh quite a while. Quite a while without buzz. He's he's getting it's, some buzz. I really don't know how he didn't get it for um Jack Reacher never go back. <laughs> But wait, no, think... wasn't it Jack Reacher Shadow Recruit? What did I say? You said never go back. I don't fucking know. What do you know about Belfast? I can't Again, talk I about Kenny... I know Kenny Brainé. Uh, I know it's black and white, so it has to be art. Mm. So which one should have been nominated? Um, that one has a boy banging a drum on the cover, so I'm going to say that one. Wow. Wow. I, I like cool. me some drums. What can I say? West Side Story. Now that movie was a bop. It was. It was. There was a problem this year. There was a lot of musicals, but um, it was a little bit of too little or too much of something. That was mm-hmm. that was that was that was the Goldilocks equation. They they mm-hmm. solved it for that movie. I don't think you saw this next one. Oh wait, hold on. Which one do you go with? Spidey oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Goldilocks equation in question is how to shoot uh, the musical numbers and the dance sequences. Little, little oh, which two... one do you go with? Which one do you? I go. I, I, I go with, I go with uh, the Goldilocks. I go with the okay. West Side. 
Uh, I don't know if you saw this one. King Richard. Um, you know, it's no collateral beauty. Sadly, uh, it's no collateral beauty. That that one did get nominated for Best Actors or something, right? Collateral beauty? Yeah. No? That got nominated for something. There's collateral and there's collateral beauty. No, I know. I know. I know what I'm saying. It did not. There's a, yo, it had Helen Mirren in it though. It did. It did. It had the 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 Mark Ruffalo man. Is Ruffalo in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> is it does it reunite the stars of Begin Again? <laughs> Here Knightley's in that movie too, right? Yeah. <laughs> reunite the stars. Maybe I should watch Collateral Beauty. That'll so be. What do you, you know, know? We gotta. We gotta watch Collateral Beauty one of these days. So um, what do you know about King Richard? Uh, you know, it's got the it's got the Williamses, but it's not Seven Days in Hell. <laughs> you remember that one, right? I don't know where you're going with this. What? Oh, is that the the, the HBO? Yeah, that was the Adam. Uh, Samberg, Andy Samberg, Andy one Samberg where he and, was uh, like Harrington, the reverse, right? where they did a reverse blindside on him, and he was one of the Williamses. Oh, fuck, I forgot <laughs> that. did you ever watch the follow up to that? Where it was uh, a biking one, and it's like Andy Samberg, the V. No, Gates. I haven't seen that one. That one's a fun one too. Wasn't Seven Days in Hell a sequel to something else? Didn't Is they it? have one before that? I don't know. It's not, a but, sequel, uh, but I haven't seen the the King Richard, but you know, Kings uh, King. That sounds like a Shakespeare. I'll, and you know, that's that's art. I'll give it to that one. <laughs> in the year that the Shakespeare movie wasn't nominated for a Best Picture, if it sounds like Shakespeare. It's in Licorice Pizza. Um, you know what? That was really problematic. No. Whoa. <laughs> So you're not nominating Licorice Pizza, you're nominating Spider-Man over Licorice Pizza? Yeah, yeah, because this one isn't problematic. Oh, this wait, wait, cool. whoa, whoa, wait, 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 I'm sorry, I forgot. How old, all right, we got to break down the numbers on this one. How old is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? That's a great question. Because Great Andrew question. Garfield isn't 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 uh, the age he was when he started those movies, and I, I assume time has passed for his character equivalent to the time for the human. Fair, that's a fair point. And uh, he he's out here um, getting uh, nostalgic, romantic feelings for MJ, who's a high schooler. No, 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 no. They're both problematic. Neither of them get in. <laughs> I was going to say this movie is problematic because Doctor Strange messes with the time warp. I thought he wouldn't do that, but he did. Oh, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be evil. He was supposed to be too, he was supposed to be too smart for that. So that's not a problematic. That's that's uh, that's uh, the the what's wrong with the movie in the 20 minutes. So which would you nominate, like Chris Pizza or Spider? Neither. They're both bad. Wow. <laughs> because Next they're film. both problematic. They both Next need film. to be canceled. Coda. What do you know about Coda? Uh, I know she comes from a deaf family. She's not deaf. And Manda, she loved to sing. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the picture of the film. I haven't seen it yet, but like, if anything, that sounds like what these people want, doesn't it? You would think. You would think. <laughs> because, like, the the main argument I see for people who don't like the Oscar nominees is that it's like, oh, that's not a movie I'd want to see. That's so heavy. And it's like, that's not how I'd want to spend my free time enjoying a piece of movie, like my leisure time. But it's like, yo, she's she's pursuing her singing dream while coming from a family that doesn't understand it but wants to support her. That seems like a crowd pleaser to me. Hysterical and touching. Is it Coda stays film? in, baby. Wow, well done. What about uh, the power of the dog? Uh, okay, so everyone likes dogs. Everyone likes dogs. Is there a dog in Spider-Man? I don't think so. Fuck. Fuck. And you know what? That, that movie, it's got hills. That's how you know it's the peak of cinematography. It's got hills. You're correct. You're correct. <laughs> so you're saying power over Spider-Man? Yeah. We have two more. You know what? Do Just I... off of the basis of the hills alone, that power of the dog makes it. Two more. Drive my car. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's based on a short story from an author I very much enjoy. So uh, I'm going I'm to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peep that, and that's going to wow. make it. That's gonna make it. So this this is Spider-Man's last chance to get in. What I can tell you is that this will be the Billion Dollar Movie Club's official list of best films of 2021. So the Boy, last shot. What if the there's another? Shot, what if there's another movie? This was it. like the Ringer. This was the uh, like, what's that called? When they uh, have teams that didn't make it to the playoffs, but they go off against each other for that extra slot that they sure. have a second like chance. Like a playing game. In. Like a playing game. That's not what it's called, but let's go with that. Okay. What's the final, the final film? One? Don't look up. Oh, yeah. 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 What I will say is the Academy sure loves that Leo DiCaprio. They loved him so much they didn't nominate him this year. They, they love that DiCaprio. And the thing is, my question that I've that I've been pondering for a while now is when is he going to be DiCaprio? Because he's been capping this entire time. When is he going to stop capping? Tell the truth, Leo. Leo, let Leo, us know Leo. what's up. So, are you picking Spider Man or don't look up? <laughs> <laughs> But you know who else lied? Uh, Green Goblin. He 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 broke my heart when he was like, "I want to get better," but then he didn't. What film are you best rude. We're, in suspense. Best rude. We're in suspense right now. That's rude. I don't know if I could accept that. Which one? <laughs> Is it your way of saying you don't want to pick one? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with "Don't Look Up" anyway. You gotta have uh-huh. one bad movie in the mix just to like, like uh, 
play the odds. So like, is everyone going to be mad at us this year? Stay tuned and wow. find out. Because like, you know, they always have the movies like that, that do inevitably win. And everyone's like, that movie was garbage and it was garbage back then. How did that win? You got to have one of those nominated every year, just in case. Well done. Well, like, you know, you got Crash, you got Green Book. You need one of those to at least be nominated every year so that there's the possibility. A true upset. A true upset. So it's official, Bond. The Billion Dollar Movie Club does not think Spider-Man would nominate the best. <laughs> it, it was hard fought. It was hard fought. But sadly, uh, Spider-Man... <laughs> It almost had a chance with that final one, but sadly, it was too agreeable to make it. <laughs> it almost had a chance. If it, you know, if only did a couple things. Juan, John Watts. Have we mentioned his name yet in this podcast? We did. John Watts, the, the director, does a terrific job with his movies, but he should have called us. He should have oh, been no, like, hey, I... Billion Dollar Movie Club, I need some help. I, I, how will you fix this film? Uh, I, I got scared for a second because I accidentally deleted the note that I had of my fixes, oh, but no. then I found it in the recently deleted, so we're all good. Nice. Pawan, thank God for the heaven said, we must hear po how Pawan would fix this film. How okay. would you fix this film? So first of all, I was talking about how I did not like the parallelism of the MJ thing. It's like, oh, just because she's a girl named NJ MJ, it's okay for you to view her as your redemption no 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 we got to flip the gender binary we find out earlier in the movie that ned is under witness protection and he lets peter and the other mj in on his actual name and he's like just so you guys could call me MJ. So Ned's real name is MJ. Like that's the acronym. He he doesn't he doesn't tell them the actual names because he's still in Woodsack and he wants to protect that. And considering what a blabbermouth Spider-Man is, he he's sure. gotta he's sure. gotta protect that security. But he still he still wants to be closer with them. He does, and he doesn't want to stop and he wants to stop lying. Unlike Leo DiCaprio. He wants to take off that cap. Are you just mad that Leo did our first episode of the podcast never again? <laughs> never came back. So, yeah. So, we still get that moment where um, Andrew Garfield gets his big redemption where he saves MJ. He saves the other MJ. Yeah. <laughs> you realize he, it's not MJ in The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> So there's also uh, an addendum, another fix. In the Amazing Spider-Man movies, Emma Stone plays MJ. Well, no, no, no. It's, a, it's another scenario where right before, like, at the end of the first one, she's like, it's okay. You could call me MJ. <laughs> Remember how those movies were supposed to have an MJ? Kayleen Woodley filmed scenes playing Mary Jane, and they were cut out in the second one. And you know what? The only movie that committed to having both, Spider-Man 3. You could say that about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> you could say that. 
No, Spider-Verse has an MJ and a, a Mary Jane and a Gwen Stacy. I'll be honest. I keep forgetting that movie exists because it's so divorced from all the is other it, Spider-Man movies. It's such a movies. higher tier. Hold on, we're going across the Spider-Verse part one. Don't. <laughs> we're going across the Spider-Verse part one. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's one fix. That's one fix. Uh, that's one fix. Um, we're getting. Uh, so you you were bringing you brought up how there's that beautiful moment with MJ and Spider and Spider Boy when they're saying goodbye because he knows he has to let her forget him. What we need in that moment is a a, a musical cue where um Whoa. they they start it real low but it builds in volume. Where they start playing "Goodbye" by D Four and NY in the movie. Were you seeing a snippet of the song? I don't know what the song is. It starts off with a spoken word part, where okay. he goes, "Hey, I just wanted to say goodbye. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Goodbye to the people who loved me." Goodbye to the people who trusted me. Goodbye, goodbye to everybody. It fits. Yes. Yes. Um, so also we're getting all these big villains showing up. All the all the star studded cast is showing up. We're getting jokes at the expense of Lizard Man. Um, you know what? Why didn't we get Big Wheel? Why didn't we get Big Wheel? Big Wheel? You don't know Big Wheel? No. All right, now please, I'm going to tell you about Big Wheel. Um, okay. <laughs> his, his name, Jackson Wheel, spelled W-E-E-L-E. You can you can say uh, his uh, his vehicle of choice and his uh, villain uh, method of choice is similar to Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man Two. So what I'm saying is maybe we got Paul Giamatti back, but it's a different universe, Paul Giamatti, where instead of Rhino, he's Big Wheel. And let me give you a bit of backstory about uh, one Jackson Wheel, a businessman who has embezzled from his company. Fearing that he might be caught, he hires a youthful criminal rocket racer to steal the evidence that incriminates him. However, he uses it to blackmail him instead, uh, despairing. Let's skip that sentence. Uh, <laughs> Jackson, what was what, what Jackson Wheel doing in this film, Paul? Um, he brings his big wheel out and he's like, you won't stop me, Spider-Man. I'm going to destroy the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Is it a large wheel or a big wheel? You know what I'm saying? So do you want me to give you a, um, an auditory image of what this wheel looks like? No, is it, is it, isn't big wheel like a type of vehicle? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So have you... Do you know anything about Twisted Metal? Sure, I'm familiar with it. There's the cover for one of the Twisted Metal games. 
where the man's vehicle is literally just two large tires that he's holding with his hands. Ooh, that's fun. I could see Paul Giamatti doing that. Not exactly like that. It's it's a big wheel that he's inside of that has contraptions on the sides that shoot sure. and like grab things. But yes, it's a big wheel. That's fun. That's we need fun. big wheel. And you know what? They haven't given it to us yet. Why couldn't they give it to us in the one where they let all hell break loose? Because this was really only some of the hell. We're going to get all the hell later on. But in your iteration, all the hell will break loose. Okay, so that's so that's three. And four, we, we kept saying, yo, there's nothing for Tobey Maguire to do in this one. He doesn't gel well with this. And the problem is he's held back because he can't be that full outlandish self like uh, Willem Dafoe was able to be as a Green Goblin because he's a hero instead of a villain. Right? We said that. Um, so what if, what if when that portal opens and we see Toby? It's not when he's all done with his arc. It's emo Spider-Man that comes through. Ooh, that changes everything. <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> Is there a dance number now? It's, it starts, they pick him up in the middle of that sequence. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> that's quite a sequence. Like he, you know, that moment where he like slides over and just looks at the girls. He slides through the portal, not knowing where he is anymore. But I want you to describe to the listeners how you're sliding. Okay. So there's that moment where um, he's walking. Now how Toby slides, you're sliding. How are you sliding? Um, So I'm putting my torso on one side and my arms on the other. (laughs) I enjoyed that. Thank you. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, not all, not only. So this helps Tom Holland Spider Man because he's like, "Yo, I couldn't help these bad guys. Looks like they're always gonna be bad. I feel bad because I can't do anything right." He regains his confidence because he helps emo Spider Man along with Andrew Garfield. How does he help emo? Does he help emo Spider Man stop being emo or be extra emo, being his full emo Spider Man self? Um, they help him by getting the venom off of him emotionally. That's deep. That's some deep shit right there. So, like, you know how? Let's 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 make let's make a an equivalency, if you will. Okay. Let's say that the way that um he dealt with venom in the original in spider-man 3 was sure, john i remember wick, was john wick what let's say that's john wick in this one they're gonna treat it like the movie pig that came out this year explain this to listeners who have no clue what this means i'm not gonna say a single thing more. okay <laughs> Listeners, please go watch the first John Wick and then watch Pig to understand what Pawn meant by that. It makes Pig, sense. Great fucking film. It makes sense. And you know what? This is the way you get people to watch Pig. I like because that the Academy his, didn't. You keep you keep making this comparison. Just say fucking Irishman. That's the point of Irishman. What's Irishman? The Irishman. 
What the are you talking Scorsese about? The Scorsese movie. Well, what is that? It's a three and a half hour epic where it starts off with- That's too long. Guy, and then he- Fun, how long is the first John Wick? <laughs> how long is Pig? Add them up. I'm sorry. You want me to watch one movie when I could be watching two movies? Looks like you lost that argument, bud. Hold on. This, this ain't like the Frozen or the Harry Potter universe where you have to watch two films at the same time for the full enjoyment. All right. Well, that's where we land on that. Those are fixes? Yep, yep. Those are my fixes. Okay, I guess it's time for me to do my fixes, I'm afraid. Okay. Let me pull out the notebook before we got notes. The first fix, right? We got the famous scene. The first fix Ned's- is getting Miss in a new notebook. <laughs> the first, first fix is we get the scene in Ned's house. And Ned's making the portals, right? He makes the portals. Mm-hmm. However, at this moment, MJ's in the kitchen. He's in the living room. MJ can't see what Ned does, right? Ned opens up a portal. Both MJ and the audience only sees the outer rim of the portal. We can't see inside the portal yet, right? It's a, it's a profile view of both the portal and Ned. Ned makes the portal, and out of nowhere, spices flow through. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. They close I, the portal. I, okay, I could kind of see what you're already doing. You're going to connect it with all of them, aren't you? They open another portal. A tennis ball comes through. It's like, oh, that's weird. Close it. Open again. Next, Jacob's like, oh, those are nice-looking Japanese people driving. I don't know what happens in that movie. Closes the portal. You're Opens racist. The, <laughs> the one the non-English movie, and you don't know anything about it? Wow. Open wow. the portal. Wow. You're canceled. A, a Blu-ray you're not, copy. You're not nominated for Best Picture. That's you can't fine. be. You're canceled. Opens the portal. A Blu-ray copy of Nightmare Alley flows through. I don't know what else to pick from Nightmare Alley. Closed portal. Open another portal. Wait, so then that doesn't take place in the world of Nightmare Alley. That takes place in our world. Well, the future of our world where there are Blu-ray copies that already exist. Open a portal. You hear, Dino! And the bullet zooms through the portal. Closed portal. Wait, what? (laughs) When Chino shoots Tony at the end of West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Open, and then MJ's like, all right, Ned, what's going on, Ned? And she goes to him as he oh, opens yeah. another portal. Spoilers for West Side Story, by the way. As he opens a portal, and they both see a truck driving backwards coming toward them. And like, oh, no, close portal. Then they open another portal. And what do they see? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's screaming. They're like, oh, no, let's close this one. Then they open another portal. Have I missed another one? And they're just a very nice British family. Close portal. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you you weren't willing to go for it with that one, were you? You weren't willing to go for it. That was Coda, wasn't it? No, the British family is Belfast. I, th- Belfast is a movie? Yes. Like, that's a movie that exists? Yes. It's not a thing that was just made up so that... Ke- Kenny uh, could uh, get some Oscar, get some no, no, uh, critical thinking, acclaim again. You're thinking of how they try to get Peter Dinklage an Oscar with Cyrano, which does not exist. 
Oh. Next one. They open a portal. It's a naked bandit cumberbatch just bathing in a lake. And then they, they say, Doctor Strange. He turns around and he's like, oh no, he covers himself and then the closed portal. Wait, and now then, the big question I have, do we see his penis? Yeah, to watch Power the Dog to find out. No, no, no I'm talking about in this thing. Yes, in, uh, we're taking, we're taking, this one is the direct scene from Power of the Dog, so maybe you should watch the film to find out. That's all I'm saying. Boo. Then they open another portal, and it's two uh, very attractive middle-aged deaf people fucking on a bed, and they're very loud. They're going for it. They're fucking going for it. They're making lots of loud noises, and they close portal. Is that supposed to be the moment where the main character of that movie was born? Maybe you should well, watch conceived. They, Maybe. She was born <laughs> <laughs> That's how she was given. <laughs> Hold on. I won't tell you if she's either conceived or born in that moment. You should go watch Coda. And then open portal. Andrew Orphan Garfield's portal. here. <laughs> now we're back in the film. Okay, That's okay. My whoa, first whoa, fix. That's my first I, fix. No, no, I got I got something I want to add on to Go this. On. In the Go middle of all this portal openings, but there's a moment in between when they open portals. And there's a moment where there's like lightning and the room's getting all the fuzzy. Perfect. And then in phases in flash. Where he asks, like, did you do the thing? Juan, and then like they're like, what are you Juan? talking about? He's like, wrong time. <laughs> I would like you to not step on some of my future fixes, please. I'll get to that subject, all right? Very important subject. We must, we must consider it in these fixes, and I will get to it. Let, please let me have my time. Okay. okay. Thank you. Next fix. I want to paint a scene. Paint a scene? It's it's the scene of the three Peters trying to figure out what to do. And then there's P-P-P. that moment. Yes, PPP. And there's that moment when Andrew Garfield, Peter number three, goes, hey, I love you guys. It's like, I love you guys. And then. No, he was Peter two. No, he's number three. He was two. No, because he was, I'm Peter three. I'm Peter three. That's, that's his line. Anyways, doesn't matter. From here. He gets very emotional. P from PPP. Garfield gets very emotional. And he doesn't know how to convey what he wants to say in simple dialogue. So instead, he breaks out into song. He breaks out into song. And you know, this film wants that Oscar so bad. The song may be related to the Andrew Garfield film. Andrew Garfield film. Tick, tick, boom. I I I got a now no 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 now to fully paint the picture, I will, the first verse is the three Peters singing to each other, the second verse is uh, Tom Holland's Peter using an earpiece to talk to MJ and Ned. All right, and uh, if I'm doing this editing right, you would have heard some music beginning right now, and so I'm gonna sing to you this new song, all right, because the song is playing. And then the three Peters are about to start singing about just about right now. 
Stop the dog. Take them out. It's time to regroup before we lose the devil about. AMJ. Don't fall off. Ned, you're here too. Don't mess up the toss. We're swinging in unity. Call us Peters, one, two, and three. We'll beat these sinister creeps. Cause we're the Spideys. We don't need no dang Avengers. Two and three don't know what they do. But we'll save every body. And when Oscars come, we'll get our due. We'll get our due. We'll get our due. Yo, MJ really fell off with that one. <laughs> she fell in this, off. In this iteration, Holland, uh, uh, Tom Holland. You're barely audible. Oh, am I barely audible? Could you hear the singing? Yes. Okay. In this version, did my headphones change? No, I did not. That's weird. So in this version, Holland warns her to not fall off, and then she does fall off, which is really... I mean... Everyone's got to come to terms with the fact that young boy better. What does that mean? Help me come in terms with what that means. What does that mean? Okay. For those unaware, let me explain the joke. The joke is that um, people keep saying, you know, on when people on rap Twitter be talking about their favorites, someone in the p- replies are always like, yo, that person fell off. L plus ratio plus young boy better. I see. Because young boy better than every rapper and every human being and every fictional character. Young boy better. I guess that's true. I have one more fix. For I know you hate Doctor Strange and you hated the fact that it was basically a trailer at the end. So we take that out. New post credit scene, all right? It's Flash. Flash Thompson, he's coming home. Turns out he lives from a broken home. He goes home. He goes. Oh, does Flash meet Flash? He goes in his bedroom. And he sees a note. This is odd. He looks at the note. The note reads, Hey, Flash, I could use some help from a cool cat like you. From your friendly neighborhood friend. The note opens, and there's one of those Spidey devices. You remember at the end of Civil War where the device like pops up and there's the whole cool thing in the, on the top? The little hologram thingy? Sure. Yeah, well, that's what Flash has. He has a new device from Spidey because Spidey needs help. At this moment, we cut to a shot of Donald Glover. Donald Glover goes, hey, Miles, can you help take out the trash? And we cut back to Flash who goes, Uncle Aaron, I told you, call me by my real name, Flash. Stop calling me Miles. And post credit scene. Okay, okay. There, there's another element that I complete. We completely w- looked over that I feel needs to be addressed. Okay, go on. We need Joe from Joe's Pizza to be in this movie. 
I don't think they're in Midtown, are they? It it doesn't it doesn't matter. So we're just we're just moving the some major moments to be in a different uh, borough, or are you just having Joe enter this universe? Is uh, Joe dropped in with the villains? Is Joe in one of those cells in the basement? Yes. Wow, or he's yeah. just like, yo, I just I just make pizza. I didn't realize, yo, I made that promise, but I didn't know breaking promises would involve me being imprisoned. I blame uh, Toby for that one. Damn it. Grow. <laughs> well, that's our fixes. <laughs> but don't worry, we're not done. Everyone's favorite segment is back. Juan, it's time to rank this movie. Beautiful, beautiful. We're back, baby. Now, we're ranking movies. But I I wonder what Masinsa's got up his sleeves. It's a very simple his short sleeves. If I could figure out how to fucking open this window it'll be very simple the sense out here asking how do i rotate a pdf hold on wait i'm pressing the p for protate protate i don't know what the fuck that meant yo here on the billion dollar movie club we're protates every tate protates all right if you're anti-tates get the fuck out Oh, um, actually, let me stop sharing this for a second. Juan, I want you to pick any film we've discussed ever on the Billion Dollar Movie Club. Belfast. We just talked about it. <laughs> any film we've ranked on the Billion Dollar <laughs> Movie Club. Um, One hmm. single film. Any film. Uh, let's Let's go. Let's go. Let's go uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chests. Dead Man's Chest, interesting choice. And so I've chosen a film myself. I've chosen Frozen 2. You can't read that. It says Frozen 2. Frozen 2 currently sits at number 16. Wow. I didn't realize that. How did we do that? Uh, Because it was one of the last movies we decided on. Dead Man's Chest all the way at... 37. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that ranking, but okay, that's the science. So we go to the Spider-Tron 3000, min 16, max 37, and we generate number, oh, 35. So is this replacing that or is it uh, next to it? Now this is where we discuss. Do we think, for, for the instructions on this generator does not go that far. I we think it pushes coming. everything that's below it or above it one space up or down. <laughs> one space up. Okay, I'm done with that. Good with that. So, okay, I'm going to make a note. No, wait. Okay, what are you doing? Come on, vamp for a second, and then I'll surprise you with what I'm doing. Vamp okay. for a second. So, Ms. out here doing the maths. Maybe he could defeat Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange's universe. <laughs> of his own creation doctor doctor you know doctor strange he's a surgeon but you don't need to be smart to get through medical school right that's not that's not a requirement <laughs> he he's egotistical enough to have made it just off of that so yeah i, th- I think missensen could take doctor strange 
that beanie holds his power for what we don't know is that there is a ratatouille under that beanie that is controlling the Simpson during this fight that will lead him to victory. Oh, I thought I was muted. Okay. Uh, Juan, I think I fixed it based okay. off of your thoughts. All right. So I'm going to share the screen. And What's then we're about to do, happen? Do the recap of the list. Oh, okay. We're just going to. All right. Yeah. Am I starting or are you starting? Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, 47. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. 46. Alice in Wonderland. 45, Toy Story 3. 44, Avatar. 43, Far From Ham. 42, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. 41, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. 40, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. 39, Despicable Me Tree. 38, Transformers, Age of Extinction. 37, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. 36, Captain Marvel. Uh, 35, Spider-Man, No Way Home. 34, Captain America, Civil War. Number 33, Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Men, Ace. 32, The Dark Knight Rises. 31, The Dark Knight. 30, Marvel's The Avengers. Thir- 29, Manions. 28, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Holy 27, The Hob Bit, and An Unexpected Journey. 26, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 2. 25, Jurassic Park. 24, Iron Man 3. 23, Frozen. 22, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. 21, Jurassic World. <laughs> Hide at number 20. Uh, Andrew Stanton's Finding Dory. Jordan Peele's Us. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. John M. Chu's Crazy Rich Asians. And Ron Howard's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, 19, Beauty and the Beast, uh, parentheses, Tied. four numbers, close. Tied at number 18, <laughs> Titanic and the Billion Dollar Movie Club. Parentheses, uh, 2020-2021, close parentheses. No, that's just season one. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Keep going. Uh, 17, Star Wars Episode IX, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, God. Number 16, Toy Story 4. 15, Frozen 2. 14, Joker. A 13, Incredibles 2. Incredibles, what? Edibles. 12, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. 11, Aladdin 4 Numbers. 10, Zootopia. Uh, 9, Avengers Endgam. 8, Black Panther. I don't like the way you said black. Number 7, Avengers Infinity War. Number six, The Lion King, four numbers. Uh, number five, f- eight. Eight numbers led up to here. Number four, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, number three, Waterboy. The Adam Sandler film? Yes. Number two, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Number one, uh, seven. Furious Boys. And at number zero, Guy Fawkes. Wait, what happened? What did you do? 
I inserted I inserted uh, Spider Man at number thirty five, and so everything else went up one. <laughs> really, what a list! So I think I think what we got to do from this point on is we we coin flip for who gets to decide where it goes. Oh wait, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're just picking two movies and doing it. We coin flip to see if it moves everything up or down. I think in the world. <laughs> I think this is the official billion-dollar list, right? Mm-hmm. But then, when we do season two and we do other films, we'll do the no. official. We'll do the official billion-dollar movie club list, where we can trade movies in and out of the list using. But I'm talking structure. about for this billion-dollar movie list. Yes, I'm saying future entries. We uh, coin flip to see if it moves everything up or down. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Well, that was this episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube channel. Now dead. It's dead. We we messed up. The, <laughs> it was falling, and we we instead of grabbing it with our arms, we used our web slinger to grab it. So it fell off because yeah. young boys better go subscribe to his Vivo, I guess. <laughs> Shout out as always to Max Lasmacchio for the art you see in front of this on the uh, the Spotify page. What do we call it? I don't know. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your IR, the RSS feed, if that's your where IR, you're listening. Also your IRS feed. <laughs> Any shout outs? I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this while you're doing your taxes. That sounds like a fun time. Any shout outs? Uh, shout out, young boy. You're goaded. Uh, no one, you're never going to fall off. All right. You're not going to fall off. You can't because if you fall off, who are we going to compare people who fell off to? Fair point. I'd like to shout out Denis Villeneuve. Denis, I think one of these days you'll make a film on this podcast. Uh, sadly you haven't. I just rewatched Arrival recently. Great. Uh, sorry for the miss of your Oscar nom for Dune part one, but I hope a shout out from the billion dollar movie club is the equivalent. And I hope you don't feel like we just spat on your face by doing that. <laughs> Unless you like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you like. Did he, did he uh, uh, a character I'll say? Did hmm? you see that Blade Runner 2049? Yeah, there was colors. There's, there's depths to him. There was colors in that one. <laughs> Nothing else. Just colors. It's, it's, it's really... People thought it was going to be a sequel to Blade Runner. It's a sequel to the Colors trilogy. I love how you keep bringing that one, the Colors trilogy up and not me. It's a, and you haven't seen a single color. It's funny it exists. You I've haven't never, seen a single color. No, I'm sorry, Paul. You don't know what blue looks like. No. You don't, Everyone, you've never seen green in your life. Everyone's talking about the color scheme of Belfast. I'm like, it looks just like Spider-Man. I'm so confused. Thank you for listening. And keep your eyes and ears on the lookout for our next episode. We'll see you next time. Whenever that happens, we'll be there. When when a movie makes a billion dollars, you can expect us to be there within two months at a reasonable time. That's good for the both of us. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a scientist myself. Go! <laughs> Oops, all Spider-Men. <laughs>